What's up, what's up? This your boy, Lita Johnson, man. I'm telling you, this was one of the craziest drafts. It was ins and outs. So many texts going on. So much, so much stuff going on. Back and forth trade. I think this is probably the most busiest trade drafts ever. And I think because of the free agency and the way things are going, you got some team trying to shape up. So we'll get to it. We're going to get to that unbelievable, great sense in the draft and what happened. Zion Williams, number one. Number two, as we all know, Gerard Ja Morant. And R.J. Barrett, number three. And then the predicted number four pick was definitely, you know, uh, you look at the Hawks and what they're going to bring to the table with DeAndre Hunter, my guy from Philly. What's up? He won a championship, number four. I mean, he just, he earned it. He earned it so much, man. And I think um, one of the hardest workers besides Cam Johnson, another guy that worked hard, Kobe White. They work. I mean, guys working hard. Kobe White goes to the Bulls. Um, Cam Johnson, you put him with um, uh, Cam Johnson goes to the Suns. Suns reload and get Dario Sarge in a trade. Um, they just got so much guys like stacked up with this team. It's like you really don't know where to go with this squad. I mean, they just got a bunch of talent. And if you look at uh, Cam Johnson, I just think he was a hard worker. He deserved to be uh, drafted. But, man, that was, a, that was a big reach at 11. I know he's good. But and then people talking about Cam Reddish. And what, what you understand is how long did Cam Johnson play, play basketball? I just think it's real unfair. Cam Johnson never played with no alpha males. <laughs> like, seriously. I heard one guy on TV talk about how Cam Reddish – Oh man, um, he he brought it on himself. There's no way. Okay, let me tell you something. Let's just be real. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, both on the same team. All right, Paul George. How's he gonna eat? I'm just saying. But their NBA, but you got to really put it into perspective. They're NBA players. Their uh, NBA coach is going to teach everybody how to spread everything out. Look at the Warriors. You got Curry, you got Durant, and people forget about Clay. But there's a coach that puts them in the right place to shine. When it's time for them to shine, he shines. He puts everybody in the right position to succeed. There was a time Coach Krzyzewski said, hey, I just put them out there, let them play. That's what he said. He said, I just put them out there, let them play. I'm not, yo. I'm just being for real. That's what he said. This was early in the season. This is like probably the first 10, 12 games. He was like, yo, I just I, I just let him play. No draw up. He didn't have really a plan for these guys. He just let them play and see what was going on. And that's one of the reasons why Duke didn't win the championship because, you know, it took Trzeski. It's, it's real hard. I, I got to give it to Coach K. It's real hard to play with two alpha males. Like, R.J. Barrett was the man on his team. Um Zion Wilson was the man on his team. Cam Reddish, these were three guys who were fighting for the number one position. It was a time in, in some in some rankings, Cam Reddish was number one. There was a time he was number one. They went down to number two. They was all juggling. Zion Williams was never credited with the number one guy. It was always R.J. Barrett. 
I mean, Zion Williamson had to really earn his uh, keep. People didn't really put him as an unanimous number one prospect overall. Now, if you go back to those recruitings, people will say, yo, Zion was number one. But it was R.J. Barrett. You look between Robin 247, Cam Alden was fighting for number one. But once they got there, clearly cut favorites was R.J. and Zion. You could have easily made Cameron Reddish. The guy who brought the ball up. But guess who else they had? Trey Jones at point. So he's handling the rock. Then RJ, to be real, those three guys were the guys that were handling the rock the most. Trey, RJ, then Zion is the next guy. So Cameron Reddish, you're talking about a guy who's trying to get drafted. So every time he's getting the ball, he's trying to put shots up that ain't smart. Uh, look, it's my t- I got to do something. He's not even comfortable because he don't have a place like he's going to get the ball. It's like, you know, and then when his teammates give him the ball, it's like, oh, there goes Cam. So he's trying to figure himself out with Duke's system anyway. That's why I said if he would have went to Villanova, we're talking different draft status. We're talking totally different draft status right now. Seriously, everybody's forgetting how good Cam is. But soon they're going to know. The man's up there with Trey Young. There's a lot of analysts that really lost a lot of credibility. This this draft is going to go as one of the top steal. Just so many guys that were picked and you was just like, whoa, what is this? And then some guys... You know, you could have waited for I give Cam Johnson a lot of credit. The guy can definitely play basketball. The guy can shoot. He is going to be a, a – a, he, he has the potential to be a star. He has the super potential to be a star. No doubt about it. Super potential to be a star. And I see it all in him. I see it. Cam Reddish has the super potential. It's, it's not even a thought. I know he's going to be a star. You put him with DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young. And don't forget Amari Spellman and John Collins. That's a five. You putting players around. You, you Now you got shooters around him. Cam Reddish is going to be the next star. Look at Hunter and how good he is. Cam Reddish is going to be the next. He'll be the next best player next to Trey Young. People better watch out for this squad. Amari Spellman is a is a stretch five. Everybody's forgetting about how good this champion is. He's a champion. Amari Spellman with Cam Reddish and Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter and John Collins. Are you serious right now? The Hawks now look like, oh, we got Kevin Herter. The Hawks now look like a team where you say, oh, young and nice. I'm just saying, Cam Reddish, you look at Hunter and all that, yeah, I see all that, but, man, Reddish is clearly, let me tell you something, y'all can say what y'all want, Hunter, how many years did he play? What did he do? Did he get an extra time in there? People got to understand, that matters. That matters. All of that matters. I'm going to shoot for uh, a lot of Sixer fans. Y'all got to calm down, man. You talking about Philly, though, man. Um, So I'm not surprised, Philly, man. Love you. Born. Born in Philly. 
Got it in my young man. I understand everybody's so anxious for a championship. Any 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 type of sport, whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, football. So they look at these drafts. For one, I think everybody should this draft, like I always said, this draft is not a very elite draft at all. I don't care what nobody's talking about. They need to stop it. And guys, they gotta stop it. There's no 2020 is going to be a lot of polarizing talent. 2021, here we go. But 2019 is not that draft. And what Philly did, and, and, and this draft is all about system. I mean, a lot of guys are going to have to play with bad teams. The best, the best guys, the best guys who will be to me more is 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 like the Warriors getting Eric Pascal. The Warriors got Eric Pascal. That was a great pickup. You get a six seven guy who can shoot the three. You know what I mean? He he's a guy you have to watch out for. They get him with Jordan Bell. They get some athletes over there with Kevin Looney, Kevon Looney. They get they got some athletes in in, in Golden State. They really know how to draft. I, I got I mean from from getting Patrick McGraw. I mean they really know how to draft. Quinn Cook. They really know how to draft. So you get Eric Big E. Shout out to Eric Pascal. We'll see where Phil Booth goes. Somebody I have him on the summer league team. All first team all Big East Phil Booth. Wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers picked him up. You know, he did a workout for them. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Shiz Austin with the Sixers in the summer league. I wouldn't be surprised, man. I was proud if Louis King was on the Sixers summer league. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a big time. The Sixers summer league could be very exciting. I'm just saying, now these guys haven't been confirmed to be signed with them, but these are guys who have worked out with them. And, man, if this happens, talking about a good little summer league team, it would be good to see Phil Booth, a lot of local guys, get their shot. Cheers, Austin, shout out. Now, in the the whole draft thing that I want to really get to, we're going to start into a whole other – Big thing in the Suns, the Hawks, the Pelicans. Let's talk about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Cavs. Why did Darius Garland get drafted? Darius Garland? That's crazy right there. Right? Darius Garland. Well, well, I put it like this. It's not super crazy, but it's just something that I thought Jerry Cova would get drafted. But it just lets you know how they feel about Colin Sexton playing the point guard position. They want him to be a killer. They know Colin can can score. So it's better to have a killer like that off the ball and have Darius Garland who can play that point guard position. I think it'll work, yeah. I just felt like that Jerry Cova was a bigger guy. But if you really sit down and think about that pick, it's a reason why that was done. Kevin Porter Jr. is going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nobody's thinking about this. I know everybody talking about with Kevin Porter, this and that. Okay, let's take about all that. Let's, talk, let's take that away because to me, he's a young guy. He got into something. But the guy obviously had the potential to be because he was drafted in the first round. He had super potential. Everybody knows about Kevin Porter Jr. He's a top 10 to top 5 talent, one of those type of talents. But things um, of that nature kind of went down because people were talking about attitude off the field, I mean, off the uh, court issues, you know. But Kevin Porter Jr. is an elite talent. I remember seeing this guy play in the Jordan Brand Classic and uh, the Iverson Classic. I mean, he's a he's an elite player. Nasir Little, 
Now, I see a little going to the Trailblazers. That's interesting because, once again, you got Anthony Simons you get last year. You get Nasir Little this year. I mean, the Blazers, quiet is kept to developing a quiet team that can sneak up on you because Nasir Little could become their X factor. You say what you want. I want to know what was the, the take on him going so, you know, where he's at, why he wasn't top in the lottery of. He got past the top twenty. The Sixers were actually making a move, thinking about Kevin Porter Jr. and Nasir Little. So that just that shows you where Kevin Porter really was valued at. But Thibault was higher on their board, and so when they saw he was still available, they went up for him. And we're looking at Thibault. Thibault is the the defensive version of a Zion. Zion is the most polarizing. Offensive prospect could block your shot, could do all that, but he wasn't as <laughs> polarizing on deep. Cause he's six six. Listen, this is this is what makes you know polarizing, and 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 so good. Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, six seven two eighty, can move any mountains. Unbelievable athlete, great prospect, can do so much with the basketball, right? And and you see more of his. He stands out more as a defense as an offensive prospect and defensive prospect. He's just. Period. When you look at his stuff, you're talking about. But Thibault is strictly a D. He can do a lot. He can shoot the ball from three. People, he's underrated. I know he went down. But that don't mean he didn't have a 36 or 40% three-point percentage before and in seasons before that. So that means he can do that. But as an offensive prospect, he's a guy who don't worry about that. You look at his, you look at He played all these years in college. So you know he's fine-tuned to play the game. Forget the scheme. Any man who can def- affect the defensive floor like that, no matter what zone or whatever you're in, if you can effect and become the defensive player in all of college basketball, you're a bad boy. I mean, a lot of people play different schemes. Ain't nobody turned out to be like Thibault. <laughs> nobody turned out to be a 6-6. This guy, uh, three and a half steals a game, 2.5, two and a half blocks. He was a menace. You could not do nothing around him. He's going to snatch it from you. He's going to block you. He's going to be all over you. He's a pest. You're talking about Dennis Rodman, Ron Artest type of defense. A pest. And so that's what you need. You need a guy, you put him on your best player and have at it. Put him on the best player on and make that guy work. I mean, this is an absolute. We're not talking about 6'9", 6'8". Uh, um, uh, six nine, six eight guy. The inches definitely matter. We talking about a guy six five, six six that interrupted the game. Um, not even at two hundred pounds, like one ninety, six six one ninety affected the whole game. He's not six nine. He don't have an unbelievable vertical. He has a seven inch wingspan. He's not Zion vertical. Zion blocking shots because he can jump out the gym. Thibault hustling, you know, he reaches, he's nowhere near his athletic ability in Zion. And he's still affecting the game. This, I'm telling you, we're looking at all the guys, and we want to talk about polarizing prospects. Bobo, who went to Denver, which is unbelievable. I'm not having begun to get on that. But one of the polarizing prospects besides Bobo, Zion, um, Thibault, got guys like that who affect the game. DeAndre Hunter affect the game. In so many ways. You know, you look at Arthur. Arthur's not a polarizing prospect. He's a he's a good prospect that can, you know, get to. John Morant is more of the 
than, than RJ. RJ is a regular size for his position. You know what I mean? Guys can make it happen and he can slash, get into you, more of a Paul George type of player, in my opinion. Um, but Ja Morant, coming in his second year as a sophomore, and the year of Zion, getting triple doubles in, in, in tournaments and, I mean, Tennessee. I mean, this guy really that we talk about polar. That's what you get when you get a point guard like that at Murray State affecting the game. Nobody can mess with him. All right, so we gotta we gotta start recognizing that part of it. Mario Shia got Iowa State went to the Sixers. I just want to put that in there. That that is an interesting pick. He's not gonna come in there or do nothing right now. But if you look at the impact of how Shake Milton ended up becoming a good player. Philadelphia always develops their talent. I know Cabarro wasn't great, but he was productive. Yeah, you can trade him. He was productive enough to trade. Somebody took him. Like, Cabarro is a guy you put on your bench, do what he do. He ain't going to be great, but he's going to be a productive player. What do you want to get out of productive talk? What do you want to get out of that? A productive player produces. That's it. He's not going to be great. He's going to produce. And it's always good to have guys that can produce off the bench, like a Jonathan Simmons. You know what I mean? Who got traded? That in the forty-second pick got traded for cash. Uh, Philadelphia drafted Jordan Bone, Bone who got traded to Detroit for cash. Philly's all about getting this money for these free agents. You keep on hearing uh, lots of stuff. Um, also, the Sixers, uh, Kawhi Leonard's gonna talk to multiple teams, including the Sixers. You know, he'll give the Nets a try. You know, I don't, I don't expect him to land with the Sixers, but that's something to say. It's always interesting to see that, oh, he wants to talk with the Sixers. Well, he, he wanted to, he, that was one of the teams if he got traded to, he would have signed long-term. Toronto was not one of those teams. People don't understand that. Like, it was it was um, the Lakers. They came up, the Clippers, and the Sixers. They were three teams that, that Kawhi was interested in. Now, the Lakers might not be. Then, then the Lakers fell off. It was the Clippers and the Sixers. They were the two teams. Sixers, I, Sixers is one of the teams he said I would sign long-term deal with. He got ties around the East Coast. But just see what happens. Now with him winning the championship, his his market is bigger, even bigger than Kevin Durant's because of Kevin Durant's injury. He is the creme de la creme of the free agents right now. So what does that put the Sixers? The Sixers turn out and get if they get the Sixers get back, which as I expect Tobias Harris, because I think he might be the first guy to come back. Everybody talking about this and that. Tobias is not going anywhere. That's the number one guy who's not going anywhere. I think he, he just wants to have a home, man. He wants a home. And I think he loves Philly. And I think Bobine gets signed because of how good and close those two are, you know, the chemistry. You know, Bobine will get everybody talk about not Bobine. Stop it, man! Y'all gotta stop it. You need a big man in there. Even if you get another big man to be next to, you know, Bobine's clearly a guy you need in there. You need to get him with the system, get him learning, and get him effective. He he made a lot of. I mean, they just had to learn how to use these guys. And I think Bobine comes back now. You get Jimmy back, which I expect. That's that's the hot ticket because he's the hottest free agent Philly has after that. Everybody, the uh, the Rockets want to aggressively pursue Jimmy Butler. The the Lakers want Jimmy Butler. Everybody sees what Jimmy Butler's really about. All that mess that was being talked. Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler. 
both guys come back. I just expect them to come back. I mean, it was a winning team. They Butler won to win. They was in a winning position. They were. They were. I mean, Butler even sees. I mean, I'm telling you right now, like Butler's gonna go out there and, and look at, talk to people, be around people. But once he steps back in Philly and visits Philly, when free agency opens up, he's gonna want to be there. That 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 fan base is live like that. And 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 what Philadelphia did and how much fighting they did. He went through the booze. He went through it all. This is where Butler wants to be. He wants to be in a gladiator field. There's no way in the world y'all can tell me how are the Rockets more appealing than the Sixers. Not saying the Rockets aren't just as appealing, but how are they more appealing than the Sixers? He's gonna have to go to a team that basically is gonna starting over from scratch. They're trying to trade Capella, Paul. What's making you go over there with James Harden? Because you're from Houston? Seriously, the Lakers. Okay, you got Anthony Davis. I feel like that's some more of a pilling than the Houston would be. But you're going over there, and, and I'm, I'm looking at that. Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. That's something big, ain't it? That's something big. But what you're not going to get it's him looking at the Lakers like, hmm, this is automatic. Because he sees exactly where the Sixers are. He sees exactly what Toronto did. So you go back to that team and you know it's over. Really, if if check this out. If Butler and Harris get back together with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and then J.J. Redick, which Philly wants, J- they want their guys re-signed. They're not really thinking about nobody. They better talk about, I heard some nuts stuff about D'Angelo Russell, whatever, man. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's Butler, Redick. <laughs> it's Butler, Redick, and Harris. You bring back that chemistry, you bring back that unity, and guess what? It's Philly time. Everybody knows Jimmy Butler wants to win. You want to win. Jimmy Butler wants to win. Period. Jimmy Butler wants to win. We was winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We went at it with the we, the guys who won the championship. We was di- we was close to winning the finals. There's no way in the world you could tell me with the injuries that Golden State had, they would have beat the Sixers. That makes you be like, oh, oh. The Bucks. Look what the Raptors did to the Bucks. You mean to tell me the, the, the Bucks would have beat the Sixers? Nah, man, get out of here. Sixers were, we lost to the NBA champions, and we was this close. So... Even Kawhi Leonard know why he went that visit. He knows where Philly is. He knows the coaching. He knows exactly about Brett Brown. He knows who Brett Brown is. Everybody talking stuff about Brett Brown. Look, oh, Brett Brown, this and that, and he can't do this. He can't do that. Well, how come Kawhi still want to visit? How come free, free agents know about Brett Brown? Only people who don't is the fans. Y'all, Brett, Brett is still learning. He got better this year in the playoffs. And the crazy part was, look how much time he had to work with these guys. Should have been out. I'm telling you, usually a guy get these guys, he's out in the first round. Because obviously they show chemistry problems. 
throughout the whole, the last listen, the last three minutes of that game, game seven, one point. Nobody knew where to go, how to get it. That is unfinished business. Jimmy and Tobias will be back until I'm proven different. I just don't see where y'all say, oh, the Lakers, because of LeBron? He's clearly not the hottest item on the board. There's a lot of guys like Kevin Durant, they don't want to go there. They want to beat LeBron. They're tired of going and giving him championships. And that's my favorite player in the league. But, hey, that's that's how it's looking. Kawhi not running over to the Lakers? There's a reason people want to build their own legacy. They don't want to be like, oh, I got it because of LeBron. That's the big thing. And if you can do that, hey. So that's what's going on right now. And then we talk about more about the draft. Um, Bobo to the Nuggets. Let's talk about this. This is unbelievable. Are you serious right now? Bobo, to be real, he was almost not drafted, it seemed like. Man, do you... What is wrong with the NBA scouts? Did somebody put a fake report out there? Like, I don't get it. I mean, I'm looking at guys that were drafted ahead of him. The Nets, the Cavaliers, Trailblazers. The list can go on. Who needed a center? The Suns. Like, what the heck is going on right now? And what you did with Denver is load them up again. Damn it! Hell yeah, I'm pissed. Michael Porter Jr. come back healthy. You got Gary Harris. You got Malik Beasley. You got you got Jamal Murray. Now Jokic gets to take a rest, and Bo Bo comes off the bench. I'm I don't know what to say, man. This is clearly crazy, man, because. The same thing Jokic can do, Bobo can do. Now, as far as passing, there's not a better passing center in the league, period. But he can shoot the three. He's going to block your shot. He's going to be a better defensive player. I mean, he's a good post player. He moves like a guard. This is going to be a problem in the playoffs in the Western Conference. Once Jokic teaches him and they have a great coach, he's going to learn. There's no doubt. Him and Canberra, I've said these are two guys. Everybody talking all this mess. The two certified slips, I've said it, NBADraftFrom.com, go to it. The biggest steals, in NBA, my NBA draft guy, 2019 NBA draft guy. I had the biggest steals. In the, Bowl Bowl and Cam Reddish were two guys I talked about. You continue to talk bad about them all you want. We're going to see when the season comes. I put my money on it. Everybody's going to be eating their words. Cam Reddish is going gonna to look good. The guy can shoot. He can do a. He can handle the ball. He can, he can bring it up the court. If you look at how James Harden and um, guys like Russell Westbrook, to me, who are not point guards, they're guys who can pass the ball. Reddish can get you about ten assists. You just wait. You just wait. Trey Young gonna eat off the ball because of Reddish. Y'all crazy. Y'all talking about him playing with two alpha males and with the point where he ain't get to do or get implicated in the offense. RJ and them got to do what they wanted to do. I don't want to hear all that mess about yo whatever, whatever, man. Whatever. Just wait. It's all good. Everybody talking about it. Thought they was right. Kevin Porter Jr. with the Cavs. Jesus. 
He'll have his time because the Cavs don't have nobody that, that's going to hold him back. You see. And then you get Darius Garland at the point guard position. And then you get you get um, Colin Sexton off guard. Now you got two guys who are going to be able to run around, run across the whole joint, and do their thing. You're going to get two guys who are going to be able to play. Now I see a little, another guy. I think he was a slip. I just really think of their lottery like, whoa. Well, I think Cam should have been. Cam has talent, man. I'm not going to go back on Cam Johnson and say he don't have talent. He didn't show it. But we're talking about Nasir Little, dog. We're talking about Nasir Little. Like, come on. I'm just saying. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys who got drafted. It was, you know, it's like, okay. He's good. But why this guy wasn't drafted ahead of him? Nasir Little clearly has more talent. Um, guys who didn't get drafted. Louis King, he's one. Louis King's one guy, but there's a reason. He should have went back. Louis King should have went back. Louis King could have came back in 2020 draft and been a first-round pick. He could have went back there with C.J. Walker at Oregon and made things happen. All right, clearly, clearly there. I think Kevin Porter Jr. should have went back. And you coming back with Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Mobley, USC. That team would be a problem. I just think, like, guys rush too much. Uh, I, I said one thing about Shamari Pines. Shout out to my guy, Dave Joint. Um, he was like, this coaching situation is no way Pines would have came back. Y'all got to start getting out beside yourself, man. Y'all got to stop that, man, because of Chris Mullen leaving. Man, this is y'all. Now you're not drafted. Now you got to sign with somebody. Shout out to Jalen LeCue, who signed a deal with uh, the Suns. Suns might have got their point guard. <laughs> Seriously, man. You put him in there with Devin Booker, he's going to be a steal. You can say what you want. Devin LeCue was a beast. It just wasn't a finished product. It, was, it would have been good to see him play with NC State one year. And I, I really feel like he should have went. You know what I mean? Same thing with Anthony Simons. I mean, these guys, they would have came back this year. Listen, Dante DiVincenzo, Amari Spellman, Anthony Simons, all would have been lottery picks this year. Amari Spellman, Dante DiVincenzo, Anthony Simons would have changed the whole game of the lottery this year. There's no, no, no question. No question. Like you're talking about Villanova would have won a championship. Okay. And Anthony Simons would have been in the lottery. Period. Jalen Q in 2020 would have been in the lottery. He played for NC State. He's in the lottery. That's why I feel like that, you know, it's taking the one and done away. I feel like it's going. everybody ain't going to be able to eat like that. Just depends on what happens. But at the same time, it could be a stand. It could be the point where, because you get that one year of college, you get to showcase yourself on the floor with a lot of guys who have, who have been battle tested and they get to see how good you are. But at the same time, if guys don't get to go to college, <laughs> then there's no test, right? Everybody's being judged from a high, out of high school. You know, it's just a big money thing, man. I mean, guys are not going to be ready, but, you know, some guys are going to be able to make the decision. And if guys, you know, this could do something big, man, it really could. I think this R.J. Hampton, let's put that out there. R.J. Hampton, start the trend. Shout out to the Hampton family. Um, Terry Terry Armstrong, four-star, decommitted from Arizona. Kenyon Martin Jr., decommitted from Vanderbilt. 
And then LaMelo Ball is over there in the NBL. We're playing against RJ. This is going to be some big stuff, man. It really is. And, and, and I think it's a possible factor. Will the one and done be done? If, if this is good for the high school game, will the one and done be gone? But at the same time, I, I mean, will, will, will the one and done be gone? Or will they just let the international eat? No, U.S. ain't going to let the international eat. They want them guys to come straight out of high school and go to the NBA. But then again, will they let that? How long will it be before one and done is gone? It's, it's, with this factor that RJ started this train, and he is a trendsetter. Let's get this. Let's get the facts right. RJ Hampton's a trendsetter. No question. Trendsetter. Because guys are following. It's a train. Two guys I interviewed before this went down. Uh, Lucas Dominic, uh, he went to uh, the Spurs. They always draft some foreign guys, he, but he's a good one. 6'11", sharpshooter. I see him doing a lot. Um, Spurs also got Keldon Johnson. Unbelievable. Another fall. Keldon Johnson falls all the way to the... Oh, gosh. Unbelievable. Um... Okiki at 16. That that was he, he's a good talent, but I just didn't think at 16. I mean, it's a lot of guys. There's, there's a lot of reaches. It's a lot of reaches. A lot of guys fail because. And you thinking because Okiki, his injury must really be back. If we talk about injuries, Okiki was injured. Just like Bo Bo, except Okiki got injured during the tournament. So what are we seeing? I, I don't know. Like certain certain things are crazy. Because now we're looking at um Romeo Langford goes to Boston. Uh, Grant, Wh- Grant Williams goes to Boston. These are two uh, guys. Brandon Clark um, is another guy who goes to the Grizzlies. Okay, we're talking about some picks now. We're going to go down and line some picks. Sikho uh, and Boya. Uh, uh, him and Lucas Simonick, two guys I interviewed for NBA Draft from You can go in there and see Prospects Corner. I, I interviewed them before the draft. They let me know they were entering the draft anyway. Um, shout out to Sequel D and Boyer, who goes to the Detroit Pistons at 15, a very polarizing talent, learning from Blake, uh, you know, Blake Griffin. That's another guy, 6'9", can run the floor, great in transition, can shoot the three. He can really become something special, you know, around the right elements. But guys like Drummond and Jackson and Griffin can really teach him. It's just a lot. Tyler Hero goes to the Miami Heat. Jackson Hayes goes up there with uh, Zion Williamson now. People don't understand about uh, Lonzo Ball. I saw one guy. Lonzo Ball, is he going to have the – can he play? Is that the right guy? Yeah, it's the right guy. The culture, the culture. Yo, get out of here with that. The culture. Lonzo Ball is a pass-first guy. Really, he's a, he is. He's a pet. He's the perfect point guard to have. You got Zion Williamson, a Brandon Ingram, um, a, a Josh Hart, a Jeru Holiday. You put those guys in the same format, and we're talking. Then you get Jackson Hayes with uh, Okafor. You know, Okafor has uh, is, is 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 suspect on defense. So you get a Jackson Hayes to complement that. I really feel like they got a lot of talent. They signed Julius Randle back if he comes back because now you got Zion Williamson coming. And Randall want to go. It's time for him to go find somewhere else to play. Because right now, if you're looking at it, it's going to be Ingram, Zion Williamson, 
You got Okafor and Jackson Hayes. They both will be sharing time at center. Lonzo Ball is your point guard. Everybody talking about, oh, no, they're gonna, he's going to play off the ball. I, I, I firmly believe that he's going to play off the ball. That's just it. The Timberwolves get Jerry Culver. They get a shooting guard, which I think is a good pick. You get him with Andrew Wiggins, Culver. Uh, you got Jeff Teague still at the point guard position. Um, it's interesting to see what a ha- I think Culver can really ball. I think it's a very good pick to get a guy that can be a killer out there. And um, Daniel Gafford, Arkansas fans, goes to the Chicago Bulls. If, if you're looking at the Chicago Bulls, you get a defensive guy. Uh, he's, I think he's going to be a very good player with this team. Um, I, I know all-star, but he'll be a productive player, 14 and 10 could be, 14 and 8, 14, 14 and 9, something like that, but definitely three blocks. He's just one of those type of guys. Um, once again, here come the Bulls. Projecting and going with the Bulls, you look at Kobe White in this draft. Everybody, uh, he, He's a Trey Young of this draft. I mean, nobody expected Trey Young to be a one and done. Kobe White is that of this draft. Moves up. He's a killer. You know, he can play both guard positions. You put him in there, he's probably going to play point guard. You got Zach Levine. Uh, you still got uh, Wendell Carter Jr. It's a very good team to look at. Very surprising, good-looking team to look at. Um, something really to look at more and more. You look at Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, guys who got drafted this year. Ty Jerome rolls up to the Suns. Uh, Kyle Guy goes to the Knicks. Shout out to Virginia. Their three studs got drafted, and that's just great, the champions. You got to shout out them. Uh, Ryu Hachimura going to the t- number nine. I always thought he's a top ten pick. It was good to see him go to the Washington Wizards. The guy's a very good pick. Um, it's very good to see a lot. It's some good players. Some good. Pl- I think he was the one guy I felt like he shouldn't go past the lottery. And it was good to see he didn't go. But it was a lot of guys who did. And I just think the biggest steal is going to be Bow Bow. Period. Point blank. That's it. Um. Just a good, you know, it's, it's going to be, we're going to talk, you know, I got a second segment coming. This is my first segment, but I'm out of here, y'all. This is for y'all NBA Draft Room Radio here, man. Um, Shout out to NBA Draft Room and my guy Mike Draft Room. We get down. Um, Things is big right now. It's, it's a real, but like I say, this draft isn't a very talented draft. Once again, like I say, it's not that type of draft. It's just not that type of draft. Shout out to, to the prospects, the players, not taking away from them, but this is just what it is. We're rating guys. This is this is not saying guys ain't good. It's just the talent levels. It's what it is. If, if it's different, then prove it. All right? Even these guys at the, to be real, this is how it really has to be, had to be put out. Even these guys at their best level, we're not talking about uh, these guys at their least level or what ifs. Even these guys at their best levels, this is this is how the drafts are rated. You're looking at these guys at their highest ceiling, and we're rating the draft. It's not that talented. Once you get past a certain level, you know what I mean. Like once you get past the top five, I'ma rock out on that. Even the top four. I'm mean, as good as DeAndre Hunter is. 
Um, really, the top three is the certified impact impact. Hunter is a bad boy. He proved it. Kova is a bad boy. He proved it. Kobe White, we got to see what happens. We still got to see how good, even how good Kova is, how good these guys are. They're just not better than the draft before. Draft before was super good. The 2020 draft going to be something different. Reclassifications made that big. 2021 is going to be huge, special. So I'm out of here, y'all. It's your boy Lita Johnson with all the draft info, everything. You know, um, you can hit me up on voice on my voice message. Any questions you got, I'll put it on the show. Um, shout out to all my followers who are my leaders. Leader Johnson, follow me at RiderLeader247. RiderLeader247 on Twitter. Follow me on Leader Johnson on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm out, y'all.